Alright folks, uh, welcome back to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Good evening. Uh, my name is Mike. I am your host. As always, thanks for checking back in with us. And uh, just to get some housekeeping items out of the way, just so you know, here's where you can find us online. First and foremost is our website, which is ahpod.com. That's A-H-H-P-O-D.com. We're also on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for America's Hometown Horror or Hometown Horror Pod. You'll find us. You can also email us at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com, which would be cool with us. And I'd be remiss if I did not mention that we are now partnering with two fantastic horror resources, first of which is Horror Facts Magazine. You can find them at horrorfacts.com. It's a great resource for any horror fan for news, reviews, and podcasts just like ours. And, of course, we're also partnering with Fangoria, the first name in fright since 1979, to give our listeners an exclusive 20% discount. Head on over to shop.fangoria.com slash hometownhorrorpod, and you can use the code hometownhorrorpod for a 20% discount on any merchandise or a first-time magazine subscription. Head on over and treat yourself with some Fango merch. Merch, 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 merch. All right, and I'm also joined by my fellow co-hosts tonight. Cat has the night off, so I'm, uh, it's, it's a boys' night tonight. Matt, Andrew, guys, gentlemen, good evening. Hola. Good evening to you. What's so, going on? Scrapping him. Good to have you back, Matty. Mm-hmm. We missed you at uh, Barrett's Haunted Mansion. I know. I was bummed I couldn't make it. Too bad but... you were uh, rocking out on your guitar, but uh, yeah. we would love to have had you. But it was definitely a lot of fun. You and uh, you and Sarah. I have to go check it out if you uh, have the I know. opportunity. I'm going to try to convince her to yeah, go. Definitely, so we'll see. Definitely do it, but uh, <laughs> hey, just to uh, to backpedal a little bit, I know we were just kind of talking about this a little bit, but you had a chance to see Barbarian. I did. Yeah. Your thoughts? Uh, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> that movie kicked ass. Uh, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't really know what to expect. I went into it fairly blind. All I heard was that you got to see it in theaters, and that it's like twisty and turny, which it definitely is. Yeah. Um, it starts off and going in one direction and very quickly goes into another direction and then even more so goes into a way more fucking insane and twisted direction. Um, I thought it was rad. Honestly, that's got to be in my... That might be up on my favorites list for the year. For sure. For uh, sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't want to give a lot away because I want people to go and see it, whether they can still see it in theaters. If not, I just... I think the less you know about it, the better it's going to be. I would 100% agree with that. Because um, I, I have, I, we talked about this in the episode a little bit. I actively avoided any trailers mm. or spoilers, obviously. But uh, I didn't read any reviews, which is a habit that I've been trying to get into for all movies. Not, But this one I heard specifically, the less you know, the better. Yeah. So, yeah, I knew almost next, next to nothing going into seeing this movie with Kat and Andrew. And I think it was, you know, I, I've kind of warmed up to it a little bit more, which I feel like has been a trend with me walking out of a theater initially kind of disappointed, but kind of as the more I think about it, maybe uh, being a little bit less harsh. I didn't, I didn't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. I know Kat really didn't like it. Uh, Andrew and I, I think we were kind of about well, the same Well, yeah, because, I mean, like, when, when, if, you listen, if you go back and listen to the Barbarian podcast, the first half of the podcast, you would probably think that I hated the movie, but then by the end of the podcast, <laughs> I had, like, talked myself and, like, you know, I actually kind of like this movie. Yeah. So it was weird. It was like one of those movies, like when you really sit back and just think about it. I was just like, no, you know what? I think I'm just thinking too much about what movies. It was like a f- should be. It was a yeah. fun. It was a well acted, yeah, wild movie, traditional horror movie. And it was something not at all what I thought I was going to watch. I just because I went in completely blind too, and then I started watching it, and I was like, this is fucking weird. And I thought it was going in a completely other direction, and then it yeah. went on this off the rails fucking yeah. just. Bonkers, well, I think, yeah, yeah. I think your whole argument too, Andrew, was that basically, <clears throat> if you had been scrolling through Amazon Prime and discovered this movie, 
you probably would have liked it more than, than yeah. going to see it in theaters. Because that's it. That type of movie is the type of movie that I find on Amazon Prime and I'm like screaming it from the rooftops. Like, movie. You guys need to watch this yeah. movie. Yeah. And then, but having like going to a theater and people telling me to see it, I feel like I have this subconscious reason to be like, well, you know, blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah, it's hard. It's hard standard. to. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to not feel that. Because it is a B horror movie. I mean, in reality, that's yeah. pretty much what it is. And but for some reason, I am expecting this grandiose like. Hitchcockian. It was very low like, budget. No. Yeah. I think it was. I think he said it was made for like seven million dollars. Yeah, That's it, it was not not, not very high. Um, but yeah, I, I would recommend it. I know Matt, you just mentioned this too. Uh, go listen to the Colors of the Dark episode uh, podcast episode, which is a Fangoria podcast, and uh, they had Zach Kreger, their yeah. writer and director, on it. It's actually pretty insightful about how the movie got made. It's really cool. Yeah, he just Def- seems like yeah. a really good, genuine guy. Definitely um, listen after you see the movie. Yeah, because it gets spoilery. Yeah, absolutely. I would say see the movie first. I still haven't listened to you guys on the. Yeah, on well, definitely, right definitely see the movie before you listen to us, because uh, we go full spoilers, and before you listen to the Colors of the Dark podcast episode. Uh, yeah, but I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you finally Dude, got a chance to it. check it out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I so for those who may not be able to get a chance to see it in theaters, I think I saw and I mentioned on our episode that after it goes on to like on demand where you can buy it or rent it. For whatever the exorbitant cost is, it's going to HBO Max. I think I saw. Tight. So you can watch it there if you haven't uh, seen it yet, or if you miss it in the theaters. It was very much. It reminded me in the sense of like watching that movie Malignant and being like, "Where's mm. this going? Like, what's going on?" And then at the end of the movie, I was like, "That just kicked so much fucking ass, dude! Mm-hmm. Like, that was out of control." So that's a movie I want to watch again. I love that movie. Yeah. See, it's it's funny you mention that because I absolutely like first time I saw Malignant. I fucking loved it. I thought it was yeah. one of the most original things I had seen in such a long time. And I guess I, I can kind of see the parallels between the two here. It's just like the, it's, just, there's, there, yeah, it's, it's so it's, all over the place. And is. then the, the story that you get versus what you think you're going into are yeah. two completely separate things. Malignant was fucking wild. Yeah, it was batshit fucking crazy. <laughs> so is this one, though. Like, yeah. this is a wild movie. Yeah. And that's why, like, I got out of the theaters and I was just like, that movie was fucking metal, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost sick. like it was two parts of, like, an anthology, like, horror movie. Kind of, yeah. Like, it was like, because then you have that, like, break right in the middle where it's like. It completely shifts gears. What are we watching yeah. now? Like, yeah. Where am I? Who's and this? Then, yeah. Yeah. Like, what the hell? It had, it, yeah. It was, it was cool. So. I enjoyed it. Definitely go see it. Um, it's off the wall, so don't expect it to be like my normal kind of more cool, common, collected A twenty four reserve mm, style. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, fucking yeah, batshit yeah. crazy. So yeah, this, this is, is in the realm with Terrifier movie. and yeah. yeah, stuff like that. So yeah. Um, so yeah, speaking of Terrifier too, we uh, we are approaching October very quickly here, guys. Um, so there's yeah, some stuff. There, there'll be some stuff coming out. Um, AMC Fear Fest starts this Friday, Matt, on yep. October first. Pet Cemeteries. Pet Cemeteries kicking it off. I saw that. Um, well, uh, let's see. Terrifier Two is coming out next week. We got a bunch, a Hellraiser is coming bunch, out a week. Of, uh, yep. Friday. Hellraiser. So yeah, we we have a lot <laughs> going on. Sarah's gonna be so fucking pissed. Anyone? Uh, <laughs> anyone check out the monsters yet? No, I have not either. Oh, that's out now. It's on Netflix now. Oh, okay. Uh, I've heard nice. mixed reviews. I heard it's like funny. I'm not expecting very much, but I'm gonna check it out because it's yeah. a monsters movie. <clears> it's a Rob to. Zombie movie. I feel like I'm definitely gonna check it out. Uh, what have we checked out over the last week since we last recorded? Andrew, Matt? 
Um, I haven't watched much. I watched the first four episodes of the new Dahmer, Dahmer show. Dahmer, yes. I'm on, uh, on episode three, so yeah, let's talk about Dahmer. Have you watched this, Matt? I have not got around to it. I'm going right. to. It's this is, I'm definitely very well done, very well acted. Um, Evan Peters is awesome. Richard Jenkins is phenomenal as the dad. Mm. Like The memes that come up with that, though, it's like Richard Jenkins needs to stop being a dad. Like from because, like Stepbrothers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, I, I, like, I know, I knew, like, I thought I knew, like, a good amount about the Jeffrey Dahmer case, but watching this, the more I'm watching it, I'm like, half the stuff, I'm like, how did this even ever happen? Like, yeah. how did it even get to this point? It's ridiculous. It just goes to show that, that was what, late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. when it, like... Yeah, yeah. 70s, 70s like, 80s, and early I 90s. think it was, like, yeah, I think the show takes place from, like, 89 to 91. Yeah, like, well, that was when he was at his, like, prime killing people, but, like, all the stuff, like, when he was a kid, like, like an early adult didn't know anything about that yeah like, yeah i just knew this is like later life stuff so it's it's wild like yeah, it's very good truly though. just truly truly a sick fuck just is, it, is there any word on like how like historically accurate it is that i don't know um okay. so i uh was on the wikipedia page for jeffrey dahmer a lot of the episodes we were watching last night and it seems like it's pretty spot on that's tough yeah he was a really, really messed up individual. Um, yeah. No way of sugarcoating, which I, I guess is the inherent problem with shows like this, right? Because uh, on on the one hand, I think that Evan Peters is fantastic. As he oh. is, I, honestly, I think he's one of the most talented young actors. He, he's good in everything yeah. that yeah. he's in. He's always nailed it. I know he's a favorite of Ryan Murphy's. It's a Ryan Murphy show who, if you're not familiar with him, he's done all American Horror Story. He's the, the creator and the creative force behind American Horror Story. Um, yeah. He's the creative force behind American Crime Story. So he did... Do you see... Do either of you guys watch The Assassination of Gianni Versace, which was really just about the serial no. killer that killed Versace? Did not very, see. very good. Reminds me a lot of that, but this is obviously a much darker and more fucked up story. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, so it's in the vein of that, but it's definitely worth checking out. And I know, also coming next week to Netflix, they're doing the latest uh, se- like version of the series of like Conversations with a Killer, yeah, like the, the Jeffrey uh, Dahmer tapes. Oh, is that coming out Which now? the last one was the John Wayne Gacy tapes, and I thought Those that was twisted. fucked up. I yeah, honestly, like, I don't, I mean... Re- I, the Night Stalker one for me was the probably <laughs> that the, the was, harshest yeah, one. That was really, really tough. That like creeped me out. Yeah, very, very scary. Dude, honestly, just sticks in line with what we have always said about Netflix kind of killing it with the documentary. Yeah, they nail the documentaries. They really do. They really they're do. long, but they're, they're fucking good. Yeah. 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 I just think it's wild that, like, out of all the scary movies you could watch, like, that the one that got him, like, most in the mood to murder is The Exorcist, Exorcist 3. 3. Exorcist. Like, of all I, the movies, I thought it was Exorcist no, 2. it was the third one. Third. Really. Yeah. I know he liked all of them, but... Well, yeah. and so this, this is kind of bonkers to whoever whoever at Netflix is responsible for this is probably fired but did you guys see the controversy today obviously so it's been streaming for a few days now um, it was classified as you know how like you click on something on Netflix it's like you know ominous mm. dark yeah. thriller serial killer murder like whatever and it was classified under uh, LGBTQ plus. Oh, is that what that was about? I didn't know that yeah. that was even well, he listed was on there. Oh, he was, yeah. and I think that's what they were trying to go for, but yeah. the community did not respond very well to that since it's literally just the entire show is him just killing, killing gay, gay men. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, just yeah. Like, that's a bad look. It's pretty fucked up. Um, yeah, I can certainly understand. Because yeah, I mean, yeah. it has nothing to do with LGBT. It, it, yeah, like, that's yeah. Just... So I thought I saw that today, and I was like, oh, shit. That's, yeah, that's, I, I, can see, I can see the point there. So 
Yeah, so you'd recommend it. I would. I would recommend. I would it. highly recommend it. I'm only. Oh yeah, I'll be. I'll through. be chipping into that one this weekend. That's yeah. one I gotta watch by myself. Ah, uh, can so. we just say it's uh, ten times better than that garbage movie that came out like My Friend Dahmer. Yeah. So oh, I never even saw My Friend it was, Dahmer. It was pretty strange. Do either of you guys see the the Jeremy Renner Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. movie? I did a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I saw that once, like forever ago. Yeah. Anytime a serial killer, anything comes. I like seeing kind of have to watch too. and I can't yeah. help myself. Yeah. Hey, Netflix. By the way, do a new fucking season of Mindhunter for Christ's sake. Some point. How many times are you gonna make me ask? Uh, what else have you been watching besides Dom or anything? Uh, no. Yeah, that was pretty much it. All right, Maddie. Excuse me. Um, I just well, I watched Barbarian. Yes. Obviously, and then I um, I have one episode left of Storm of the Century. Mm. Um, we watched that. I saw so. your Instagram story <clears throat> last night. Yeah. Uh, we cranked through the first two. It's good. It's, it's weird because it's good, but it's like, it's Stephen King good. Like, the acting's fucking awful. Um, <laughs> but the story rocks. And, yeah. like, it just it has a really good horror nostalgia feel to it. Is it Mick Garris? Did Mick Garris do this? I don't it know if Mick Garris did this one. Um, but Garris did Riding the Bullet, The Stand, The Shining miniseries. Did he do... I don't well, think he did Craig Storm of the Century. Who's the main guy in Storm? Is it Stephen Daly? That's who's in Storm Stephen of the Century. Stephen Daly, yeah. Stephen Daly. Yeah. Okay, yep. All right. And with all your normal, like actors yep. from Stephen Call King. Colin Fiore. And yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Jesus. Like the yeah, I, I got like every one of them. I feel like. I'm already having like breaking out into a cold sweat anxiety about not being able to fit in all of the Halloween shit I want to fit in over the next like month plus. It's nearly yeah. impossible. It's honestly kind. Of, you know, I mean, unless I'm you're c- sitting in front of a television for. Like, it's my hours it's my it. overall anxiety creeping in. I mean, I'm gonna continue to watch this Halloween shit into November anyway, so it really yeah. doesn't even matter. But it's just I like to cling on to every little bit of the Halloween season that I can. And I'm you know fearful what? that I might not be able. You know, to. That's why you gotta start early, early, dude. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, oh, I feel like it's, I have been. It's yeah. like I literally will sit down and be like, I'm going to watch something horror tonight, and I'll be searching for like an hour on every platform, and then I just get overwhelmed because I don't know, so, and I, then I put Seinfeld on, yeah. and I'm like, fuck, I didn't watch anything, right, because yeah. I just was like, I don't know when to watch Seinfeld. I, like, I try to just like, I try to take recommendations and just like, log them, Yeah. and if I, I just scroll, usually Tubi is my first one, Yeah. and if I can't find something on Tubi, I'll go to Shutter. Then HBO. Tubi's got yeah. a lot. I gotta go back and, and well, go through my list. The, that I the reason I go to Tubi is because they have a lot of stuff that's on other shit as well. Um, Shutter, I'll go to if I know for a fact there's something on there that I heard of that came out that I want to watch because they're pretty exclusive. They plug their shit a lot, yep. so it's a lot easier. Like that's how it was with like The Innocence and like Speak No Evil and mm-hmm. um, Still gotta Glorious watch Speak no and like all those things. I like knew that they were on there, and I was like, oh, okay, I have this to go and watch. Yeah. And then if I'm just, like, Saturday morning, like, Layla's taking a nap, I'm like, all right, I got, like, 90 minutes to fucking kill a quick 80s horror movie. So there you go. That's, that's when I go to Tubi. That's what it's been kind of been like with the 101 <laughs> Scariest Movie Moment. Which, it's by the like way, every that's, movie that's is pretty much... Reporting. There's a new episode yeah, today. Every, I watched every, it already. Oh, yeah. I oh, did you? The I, 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 last one was the third. It's but every, mo- every movie they talk about is pretty much on Shudder for yeah. the most part. So it's like... Lots of them. You get yeah. all these ones that you're like, oh, I haven't seen that one yet. I want to watch that. And it's like... Oh, so my recommendation to you guys, I don't know if you have this app or not. Um, I'm an Android user, so I have the Google oh, TV yeah. app. Um, so basically oh, yeah, what you can do with that, if you, have a, if you have a Google account, you can log in. You can save stuff to your wish list and it'll you can like filter what streaming services you have. Mm-hmm. And if something pops onto one of those that you have on your wish list that you have, it'll tell you, it's hey, available. this move, you know... Uh, you know, off season is now on Shutter or on Netflix or 
actually, it doesn't work with Netflix because they're a direct competitor. But it'll tell you if something's on like HBO Max, or we use YouTube TV for our TV provider. So it'll tell me if something's on YouTube TV that I can record it, or like you know any of my other streaming services. Hulu is one of them. It just doesn't work with Netflix for whatever reason. They probably hate each other. So. Do you have Shutter through YouTube TV? I do. Yes. Which um, has actually posed a few problems for me recently. Yeah, you said that with, with the... Yeah, the 101 scariest, scariest uh, horror movie moments of all time uh, was not available for the first three episodes on YouTube TV. So I actually had to uh, do a free trial on Amazon once. Really? So, yep, for a week. And you, then I had to actually pay, for, I had to pay for one month of Shudder. Um, the, the, the Shudder app, for whatever reason... I, actually, I didn't try it this time around, but it hadn't been available on my TV for a long time. It wasn't so. up until probably like six months ago. Okay. And you have a Samsung TV? Okay, so I have the same. So I have I a Samsung TV, too, because it's the, the three major buttons were like Netflix, Amazon, and then... The yeah, it's on yeah. there now. Yeah. You'll have to kill your account on YouTube Okay. and then make a new one. Okay. Annoying. Because you're going to be... And it's the same price, correct? It's like five ninety nine. Yeah, maybe I'll do that because if it's directly through the app and the stuff just shows up right away, that's better for me. So yeah. maybe I'll maybe I'll do that. You I love it live, on the I love it on like, the Amazon app because it just shows up under your like movies you might like. And Amazon's shutter. convenient too. It's very convenient. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, no, the Shutter. I think you can link the Amazon and the Shutter one. They're I think linked. YouTube TV is on its own separate yeah. thing. So basically, when I'm in YouTube TV, I can I can click onto the Shutter platform through that app and and scroll through, which is sometimes when they're there's like a delay in certain things when they upload them. I like, can why. you watch like live shows air? No. Like when they do Joe no, Bob Briggs? No, yeah, so yeah, I, see. that's why yeah. I wanted to get the one. When the newest season of Joe Bob Briggs came out, that's when I got Shutter on my TV as its own app. All right, yeah, I got to do that. I'd so rather, I'd rather give the like money the directly to Shutter anyway. So that's fine. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I know we kind of got off track there. Um, it was it, 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 it was, yeah. Yes, very informative. No, no, no. That, that, that's fine. I'm not complaining. Um, anything else that you watched over the last week? That you want um, to talk about? No, just rewatches. I rewatched Hereditary. Nice. Um, I rewatched Frankenstein. Hereditary I rewatched is so fucked. Climax because I just wanted to get that one in again. I want to get I that just... Gaspar Noe in. Buddy. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking no. of Universal monsters, so I actually rewatched um, not the Brendan Fraser mummy, the uh, Boris Karloff 1932 oh, nice. The Mummy, which. Um, uh, so we, uh, the other night, we kind of just had a night hanging on the couch and she wanted to watch a bunch. She was in the mood to watch horror stuff. Cat was, um, I should say. So I was like, yep, let's fucking go. She was like, let's watch Halloween three season of the witch. And I was like, yes, okay. let's fucking watch Halloween three season of the little witch. little early for me. Right. But so I it's, like um, it. I wait till October for that one. Yeah. Hey, you like, know what? Um, she was in the mood for it. So I struck while the iron was hot yeah. and I'm talking about watching a movie folks, not about <laughs> something else. I just realized how it sounded. Uh, anyway, so she had never seen this movie before and she liked it. Oh, I was wow. very surprised. I was like, yes. That Excellent. is actually very surprising because that is not a t- type of her type of movie. I feel like but movie fucking rock. It's great. I, I don't so know how anybody couldn't good. like it. But. It's so good. Tom Atkins is so good, but he's such a fucking creep. <laughs> in the whole. Yeah. He's like you know. I was like, she was like, Cat was like, why is he a creep? I was like, he's easily thirty years older than this girl in this movie, and she was like, no, he's not. I was like, he is definitely in his fifties here, and she's married. in her twenties, and married, <laughs> and or separated or whatever. It's so creepy, but such a good movie. So yeah, um, so because uh, she wanted to watch that, I did uh, a month of Peacock, which has because it's owned by Universal, yeah, yeah, all the univer- a lot, a lot of the Universal classic monster Tons. stuff. So yeah, that's why I watched the Mummy. 
the original Boris Karloff one. And it's it's pretty good. It's you know for it's like an hour and twelve minutes for yeah. a movie that's almost I don't know a hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. Good. It's worth it just to see Boris Karloff as Imhotep alone. Mm-hmm. So I had a good time watching that. Um, I did not have a good time watching. And tell me if you've seen this movie either, you guys. And we were talking about. Um, Oh, God, what was the cryptid movie you were talking about? Dawn of the Beast? Dawn of the Beast. So, um, (laughs) on Peacock, there's a Bigfoot movie that I've always wanted to see. It's called Willow Creek. It's a found footage Bigfoot movie. I've seen that, like, scrolling through. I've never watched it. Um, So, written and directed by Bobcat Goldthwaite. Red flag. Yep. And, uh, (laughs) dude, I made it through about an hour. Nothing happened. I was like, I gotta. I'm all fucking. Did everyone talk I was, like oh him? Oh my god! No, not everybody talked. <laughs> that would be thank god. I was like, so it kind of had like the seeds of being something interesting, where it was like, you know, like it was a couple that was out in like the middle of Bigfoot country trying to like film something, <laughs> but they like nothing scary happened. It was you could tell that it was a comedian writing this movie because literally all all that was happening was they were just, they were walking around and interviewing and making fun of like the locals. And I was like, okay, are we going to get, like, any Bigfoot shit here? And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I only have so much time in my day. Fuck you. Sorry. Apologies to Bobcat Goldthwaite. Or do I, I guess. You know what sucks, though? It's like if you turn it off and then, like, the last half hour, that movie's just Probably probably bananas. Yeah, so (laughs) uh, Willow Creek kind of sucked. Maybe he's just doing a bit. Yeah, I mean, and like it's just yeah, he, yeah. He just pops on that he's Bigfoot. Yeah. Remember the episode of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark when he plays the Sandman? No. Oh my god, so fucking weird. Uh, yeah, and then so my my background noise over the last week. I know. You, so my version of Andrew Seinfeld has been uh, Treehouse of Horrors uh, oh, nice. on Disney Plus. Because there's literally, uh, so I, I've just been going. Of them. Yeah, so if I'm looking for something mindless to throw on, I've been going to like the the Halloween collection portal on Disney Plus. And they have all of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors separated along with all the other, like, Halloween stuff, so. Does Disney Plus, I have Disney Plus, but mm-hmm. I just never go on it unless we're watching Bluey. Yep. Which is, like, a little baby show. Yes. And, um, <laughs> it's cute. It's funny. Um, do they have Don't Look Under the Bed? I'm not sure. Because that's, that's a fucking horror on. movie, dude. That's a full-blown scary movie. <laughs> yeah, It was know. on the Disney Channel yeah. when I was a kid. I'm oh, not sure. Okay. Um, I've seen that. The only it's reason. The Boogeyman one. The only reason that we went uh, in there uh, last, I think it was either last week or the week before, is Cat wanted to watch Halloween Town, which is a 90, 90s Disney channel. Yeah, those are bangers, too. They, they it was all like, right like, in with, like, Brink and, like... Uh, oh, dude, don't... I love Brink. <laughs> I'm not talking Irish. about Brink like that. Brink. Yeah, look oh, at the Brink was so good. My don't sister, my, bed, my sister used to yeah. be obsessed with uh, Eric Von Detten, Brink himself. Anyway, so yeah, Treehouse of Horrors has been my background noise. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm trying to watch as much Halloween shit as I can, folks. Mm-hmm. Well, now, luckily, like, the socks are kind of, like, out of it now. Yeah, they I only have to worry about football fucking I don't think I've seen that. And that is on the Disney Dude, Channel. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's hella spooky. Okay. All right. I can check that out. Wish I had Disney. Gentlemen, anything else before we uh, jump into tonight's topic? It's um, very dreamy. So dreamy. Very. Mr. Sandman. All right. Uh, so we're talking A Nightmare on Elm Street. The original Nightmare on Elm Street, the 1984, written and directed by Wes Craven, Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's another movie that launched a franchise, which has seen six sequels to this movie. A crossover film that pits Freddy Krueger up against Jason Voorhees. A terrible remake, which I love that Kat threw out in the group chat last night. Oh, maybe we'll watch the remake and the original back-to-back, and I was like, uh, I shouldn't have no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 that's not happening. Uh, a TV series, which uh, maybe we'll talk about Freddy's Nightmares a little bit. Comic books, 
multiple haunted houses based on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Krueger, and even video games. So it's just another movie that has created an iconic character, an iconic franchise. And here we are, years later, and I feel like actually it's 2022. I think the the most recent Nightmare on Elm Street movie we had was the the remake, the Jackie Earl Earl Haley playing uh, Freddy Krueger, which again is terrible. So we're overdue for another one. So obviously an iconic movie, an iconic character, and it's directed by an iconic name in horror. Uh, gentlemen, what steered us towards this movie? Andrew, I think this was your suggestion, so why don't you kick this off? It just feels like a movie that during Halloween season you kind of have to talk about. And it. we have yeah. yet to talk about this movie, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, so it just felt right. The timing felt right. I know Matt's a big fan of these movies, yeah. so having him on the podcast now too, it was like seemed like something that we could all really delve into um, clearly, it's also a movie that you know was uh, highly inspired by Phantasm, so you can go there. But no, I'm just kidding. Highly inspired. There it is. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in this movie that is inspired from Phantasm. Let's not forget similarities. Maybe similarities. Inspired by. Okay, I I, I was gonna say I think there's a lot. Uh, this this movie and this franchise owes a lot to Pennywise and Stephen King as well. That's kind of what I've. Uh, what I've gathered, not not like not factual, but I think that they're the, the themes are very similar. Yeah, um, this Fre- came out Freddy, Kru- Freddy Krueger is very uh, very Pennywise-ish. Wait, what year was uh, what year did it the novel come 86. out? Eighty six. Okay, see, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought I thought it was Phantasm seventy nine. This movie eighty four. Okay. Saying that. Yes, but Andrew. Everything leads back. <laughs> that's to not why I picked yes, this movie. Course, it just yes, felt yes. like a good movie. And plus, <laughs> it's a movie that I haven't seen in so fucking long that I was like. You know, I kind of want to watch it anyway, and I think it'd be fun to talk about it. This movie definitely feels classic Halloween, classic horror. It is. Horror, yeah. 100% Great. classic. Yeah. Great. Great. Matt. That was just you asking me why. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, what... what okay. <laughs> I didn't know if I needed to delve into the movie, why sure. I like the movie. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Right. What are you, uh, you know, thoughts about the movie? I like any movies that have a lot of, like, dream-related themes to them, because you can pretty much go any way you want with those types of movies, and this one does not lack in going in directions that are just... The acting is uh, exactly what you would expect from a movie like this. Um, You also get plenty of characters that you hate throughout, specifically Glenn, played by Johnny Depp, because he might be the biggest idiot ever. Like, can you just stay awake? Like, for like, like she talks him on the phone like half hour before and he just passed out sleeping. Like, he didn't even attempt. Like, not even try. The parents are idiots. Like, it's just, it's perfect 80s 80s horror horror movie macho moron man. Yeah. Yeah. And I like having rewatched this finally for it's been at least, you know, fifteen to twenty years. Now I can really see the Stranger Things like how much they took from this oh, movie. Because yeah. it was like even like the dong. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's like pretty much just like Well, I know you you haven't caught up on Stranger no. Things yet, so we'll keep this yeah, we'll keep that yeah. to a minimum. But there's a lot minute, of they definitely were highly inspired by this. And movie. I think I think I think the Duffer brothers were the first to admit that, that they Oh, clearly, it's not like they tried to yeah. disguise it, but um, and then you also have like a classic villain in Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Like, Mm. he's everything that you kind of want in a villain. Creepy, kind of goofy, awesome weapons on his hand. I mean, that's... Iconic. Iconic iconic weapons, yep. Uh, Iconic look. Yeah. I mean, this movie... Iconic actor playing him. How many movies did this really inspire? I mean, it's got to be... The list has to be pretty long. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, it's just very well done. 
Uh, and actually, for a slasher, I think that, and this is well, this is like a supernatural slasher. Yeah, that's why I like it. Right, that's why so I, it's yeah. not it's not just a straight slasher like Halloween, no. which I know you don't really have any love lost for. Because it's just a straight slasher. I also think that this is kind of you may disagree with me, Matt. One of my favorite versions of Freddy because he hasn't devolved into punchline WWE mm-hmm. camp Freddy yeah. Krueger yet. There's no, some I, of it I, in I, there. I There's some, you. but it's not. Completely there. No, yeah, I only not. go. I'll only go as far with the camp as like the third movie. Yeah, and which it's really just too yeah. much after that. I also think this is one of the few horror slasher franchises that I think uh, that I appreciate a good number of the sequels. I think yeah. there's actually some really good stuff, specifically in in uh, Dream Warriors, mm-hmm. uh, New Nightmares, awesome. Yeah, and four and five. And- I mean, if you want, I, I called it a uh, like a, a crossover, but I, I guess if you want to consider Freddy vs. Jason a sequel, it kind of is. It's a stupid sure, ass yeah. movie. Of course, it's a <laughs> yeah. fucking versus movie, but it, I I think it's pretty goddamn like fun. It's it's not yeah, the best not movie bad. in the world. I, I, I would you know, obviously it's it, it, I would put it in the same category as like the Alien versus Predator. If you like both of those franchises, you'll probably like that movie or like that movie or whatever. But uh, but yeah, so I, I think this is definitely um, one of my. F- one of my preferred slasher type movies, as at, not as the biggest, uh, as a excuse me, what am I trying to say? Jesus, if I can only speak, as the slasher genre not being one of my favorite subgenres of horror. I know Cat would beg to differ because she loves uh, slasher movies. Oh, so. yeah, obviously. Anywho, apparently I can't find my my speaking voice tonight. Matt, what do you think about uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street and the franchise as a whole? The floor is yours, my friend. <clears throat> I love uh, I love The Nightmare on Elm Street. I love the original one. It's 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 original itself and it, like as a story. It was I remember as a kid the first movie that had that much gore. I remember watching it and being like like when Johnny Depp gets sucked into the bed and the guys are I just remember being yeah. like whoa yeah, <laughs> dude like what happened to his body. Um and it just so it was always like it was the first really bloody movie that I saw. Um Freddy Krueger himself, he's just this, like, he's a ghoul. He's, like, this little fucking dickhead. Um, But, like, when you get behind his actual story, like, he was, like, killing children. And, like, I think he was, like, a child molester or something, So, in in this one, um, so, actually, I I, I was reading about that earlier when I was reading about this movie. Um, they Wes Craven wanted to make him a child molester in this movie, and he just they they turned him into a child killer because I guess in Southern California at the time the movie came out, or when they were developing the movie, there was a serial child molester and killer that was out there, and they oh. the studio did not want it to feel like they were capitalizing on those crimes no, by creating the movie. So, but the but new one, the new one with Jackie was, Haley, or was he, he an a, chi- was he an accused one in that? No, he is a child killed? molester okay. in that, from what I read. Because yeah. I feel like if you're going to go with the, uh, he was a child molester. If you're going to go a different avenue, you should go an accused child molester that actually isn't, and then he's seeking his revenge. Kind of gives the villain a little bit more. Like, you kind of feel for the yeah, villain. Better story. Yeah, you would yeah. feel for the villain because you, you know that he wasn't why. and he's yeah. just getting his revenge. Yeah. But whereas you're a child murderer, what kind of revenge are you getting? They killed you. You deserve to be killed, you piece of shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Tough to. But that's just because he's just evil. He's evil, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that. But, like, that angle of it, like, knowing that he's like, he kills children, it's like, adds a way more sinister, you know, background of a character as right. much as it's just like this fucking. Burnt up dude running around in a sweater. Yeah, like, not who the hell's this? Rickety girl? cricket, like in the late <laughs> sunny season. Yeah, right. um, but like you have that background, and it actually does make him much so more true. frightening. Um, 
like there's so many good genuinely scary scenes like when tina has the dream and he's like his arms like stretch way out yeah, he's like, and he's walking down the thing dumb. and like did just shit like that it's just wes craven did such a good job of like capturing just like good dreamlike sequences that are frightening and scary and freddy krueger is a scary dude like, and i feel like that's why this movie kind of you know it holds up pretty well if, if you are a fan of horror and you watch this movie as a kid this movie probably scared you because yeah. it, it plays on those fears that you have as a child or as a teenager, right? Fear of nightmares and bad dreams and your bad dreams coming to life. Fear of the boogeyman. They the call boogeyman. him the boogeyman in this. Just literally, you know, same thing with Michael Myers. But, And, you know, he's a fucking freaky-looking dude. And just the idea that you can't, you can't ever not go to sleep. Yeah. So eventually... One, he's two, Freddy's coming for you. Yeah, so you win. know that he's going to get you eventually. And that is a scary concept, which they do a really good job of playing on. So it's I think like it's kind of like the It Follows theme where you're never going to get yes. away from it, like, which yes. they definitely and take. It Follows, that, I feel like, takes definitely takes some inspiration from A Nightmare on Elm Street in certain senses. Obviously, Just it's that. Like, it's different, completely different, yeah. but that same general concept yes. that you can't get away right. from. There's it. no, it's there's there. no escaping. You can run, you can hide, but there is no escape. It's like Michael Myers. You're not you. getting away from him. You're not beating yeah. him. Yeah, it's like impending death. Everything evil is coming does not all. die tonight. Yeah. yeah, evil does not die tonight. Oh, my God, I just remembered... That I'm gonna have to watch Halloween end at some point in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> God, I, be, hope it's, uh, I hope it's, it's good. On, it's in theaters and on Peacock. Yeah, I'm definitely not seeing that in theaters. I have Peacock, so I'm not in theaters. Yeah. Ugh, God. I'm Ugh. gonna watch because I. Okay, so uh, where does Freddy Krueger rank in the pantheon mm. of slasher villains for you guys? So obviously, like you know, Leatherface, mm. Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees. Like, what do you mean? Like, so, like, uh, where is he one of your favorites? Like, who who is your favorite, and where would Freddy Krueger fall on the list? I guess Cat would want to consider Ghostface. On well, that. you can throw him in that list. Yeah, Ghostface. I mean, um, some people are saying. I, I read. I saw. And again, I've been trying to stick away from reviews, but some people are saying that uh, Art the Clown might be, uh, you know, climbing up that list after Terrifier. He's got too. a few more movies to do, probably. But well, he's, he's up uh, there in my All Hallows Eve, right? Yep. Terrifier. So Terrifier. He's got three two. now too. Got three. He's up there. Yeah. Pennywise is Pennywise count. I mean, a couple movies. I, I would I would think he's an icon. So I, I guess, I don't know. So of the, I guess, let's say this. Of the main slasher villains, of slasher the main villains. four, okay. which I would consider to be Leatherface, Michael Myers, Terrifier Jason Voorhees, slasher, Freddy Krueger, of those main four, where does Freddy Krueger fall for you guys? So the thing with me is that I personally like Jason the best. I like the Friday the 13th movies the most. I like the legacy that it has, and... There's something about those movies, as fucking shitty as they are, I just think they're fucking awesome. They're, I don't know why, but they are, I don't know. But the thing with that is, I have to put like an asterisk next to Jason, because he's not in the first one. Right. So technically, for some reason, my brain just doesn't want him to win, because of that. So I would say Freddy's gotta be the next best one. Michael Myers. Leatherface, I don't count, because that's like, all those sequels are just so fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, like, the second one's okay, but it's, like, still, it's not the same. Like, it's just... The first movie is so fucking high up there that even Texas Chainsaw 2, it's, like, a weird, goofy slapstick, like, yeah. spoof of itself. Like, it's... So, I'm like, all right, I don't want to do that, but I would have to say Freddy's got to be the fucking guy. I think, for me, just because I love the original Halloween, I think more than this movie, I'm, I'm going to have to go Michael Myers. I would go Freddy, too, and I think... For me, it's a pretty wide gap between Freddy and Voorhees. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, so it, I I would actually even consider Leatherface ahead of Jason. I mean, I, I 
appreciate Jason Voorhees' place in the iconography of horror. I just don't appreciate that particular franchise as much as many do. Yeah. Which we also haven't covered Friday the 13th. We were talking about that a while back because I think we were coming up on a Friday the 13th and we were talking about potentially doing Friday the 13th, but we didn't for whatever reason. We haven't covered any of those movies. So it might have been before Matt was in the pod. Um, Because I know I'm not not the biggest fan of that franchise. I don't know about you and I don't know about Cat either, but I don't know. It's just... I know I might be in the minority here. People love Jason, but it's just not my particular cup of tea. I see again. Uh, I like the first so one. The I need first a rewatch. I need a rewatch. Yeah. I need a rewatch of these ones because my opinion was so set and firm about slasher movies that like I maybe watched these movies fifteen, 20, and then I just like blew them off. Yeah. So I feel like they need. They all deserve a rewatch, except for Halloween. I already have my mind set up on Halloween because I've seen that multiple times, done multiple ways, mm. and yeah, I think it's it's definitely Freddy. I think because you can just say Freddy. And you know who you're talking. Yeah. Just like you can say Jason, Michael. You, you might be talking about some different. I mean, Michael Myers. Austin that's Powers. there's also Michael Austin Jackson. Powers. Yeah. So I would think it would go <laughs> Freddie, Tall Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the collective groan. <laughs> Freddie, Tall Man, <laughs> Leatherface, Jason, Michael. Myers. Okay, uh, fine. My disdain for Halloween is not. Again, sometimes it's, uh, it's subjective. It's. Yeah. What makes us different that makes us I'm great? I'm not saying that and that's it's right. What makes that's us my all Mount different. Rushmore, though. It's our different opinions that might make this podcast great in terms of discussion. So I can appreciate that on all accounts. Um, before we kind of go further into A Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, why don't we pause uh, for a quick 90 seconds and get a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. And we're back. It's official. The critic's decision is in. Spooky World is spooktacular. Enter the new black hole. If you dare. Or the new horror house of wax. This year, don't miss the real Jason, Bobby Pickett, or Alice Cooper. Phone the 24-hour Spooky World hotline. 508-838-0200. That's 508-838-0200. Spooky World is just west of Boston. And haunts every night from October 1st till November 1st. If you had the nerve, you'd phone 508-838-0200. It's America's horror theme park. Spooky World. Be scared. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new cereal, Count Chocula. Biffle. Here's the super sweet new cereal, Frankenberry. But I've got chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I've got berry flavored sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count Chocula. Frankenberry. Hi. <laughs> Frankenberry. Count Chocula. The new face of evil is going to scare you to death. Barrett's Haunted Mansion, it's a killer this year. Then beat next door to the Abington Airlines. Barrett's Haunted Mansion, eat, drink, and be scary. Go to bhmansion.com. All right. So, guys, A Nightmare on Elm Street came out in the year of our Lord, 1984. Some pretty good horror movies from that year. Not an iconic year, I would say, but there's some good stuff. There's some good stuff. You want to hear about it? Yeah, I'm down. Uh, This is the second movie from 1984 that we've covered on this show. The other one would be Gremlins, which... Pretty good. Horror movie to me. Yeah. The best Christmas horror movie out there, I think. 
I know people would say, you know, Black Christmas, Silent Night, Deadly Night, which actually, so also in 1984, Silent Night, Deadly Night came out the first one. Yeah. So got some Christmas horror in 1984, That's Silent a Night, Deadly Night. sleazy movie, man. Gremlins. Yep. Um, let's see. We also have uh, Chud in 1984 which <laughs> big chud fans. I got some love, love for Chud big, big chud, chud guy yep um, <laughs> big Children chud of the Corn <laughs> Children of the Corn came out in 1984 Ma- Malachi yeah, nothing yeah. crazy you got me until the fucking explosion at the mm-hmm. end that looks like a Looney Tunes cartoon <laughs> yeah uh, the original Firestarter the good Firestarter 1984 or the decent Firestarter uh, Friday the 13th the final chapter yep. spoiler as not the narrator would the say, <laughs> it would not be the final chapter. Gremlins, which I already mentioned. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes Part 2, uh, which I have personally never seen. And The Toxic Avenger. Love that. Mm, good movie. Out of uh, Troma Studio. So, uh, maybe not the best year, but okay. Not terrible. Good stuff. You got some Chud. You got some bangers. I feel starter. like there's definitely a lot of like hidden gems in there, too. Yeah. I, Silent I mean, Night Deadly Night's pretty deep cut. And that movie is a fucking sleaze bag of a movie, dude. <laughs> we were actually talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night with Tony from the Spook, uh, Spooktacular movie. You've seen it, right? Baritone. Yeah, we were talking oh, about a Baritone Mansion in line the other night, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, How? he's like, wait, you haven't, you guys haven't talked about that movie yet around Christmas time?" And I was like, "No." Sounds like a good. <laughs> sounds like something we should do. Yeah, it is probably. a fucking yeah. just. It's nuts. Yeah, but it's, it's just like grimy. Like it's just like ugh. See now, I always get. Is this the one movie. I'm thinking of? Is it the one where the guy? It's like the. It's like a like a character study. Is it that one, or am I thinking of something else? So like the little kid watches like a guy dressed as Santa kill his parents and like basically like rapes his mom. Yeah, and then right? he grows yeah. up and he works in like a factory That's and he one. just ends up like which he one? He works at like a toy store. Yeah, or like a Kmart. I, is it a toy store or something? Yeah. Which one am I thinking of? Is it different? Like he has, he goes to like the Christmas party with all his coworkers and kills them all. Yeah, that's oh, okay. That, okay. They that's all get like wasted. Yeah, and then like the yeah. town's like hunting him like Frankenstein at the yeah. end of the movie. Okay, yeah, that movie's awesome. Yes, it <laughs> is awesome, but it's okay. just like it I is. I thought a that was the movie. And I was like, is that movie, the movie, dude? Oh, it's so grimy. It's like Henry ca- Portrait of a Serial Killer as Santa Claus. I'd ca- yeah, I'd categorize like Maniac with that. Yeah, like, like yeah, that's actually Maniac. Very grimy. Yeah, very like just like jeez. I, which don't get me wrong, I fucking love Maniac. Mm-hmm. That is a fucking awesome eighties oh, yeah. horror movie. Demented fucking. Movie. I love yeah. grimy movies. They're the best. All right, you guys want to hear a little bit more about A Nightmare on Elm Street? Let's do it. All right. Do you guys know that New Line Cinemas uh, is called or is nicknamed the house that Freddy built? Do you know mm-hmm. why that is? Because they probably took off after the movie. Mm. So basically, uh, the a Nightmare on Elm Street saved New Line Cinema from bankruptcy. Uh, because the reported budget of A Nightmare on Elm Street was $1.8 million, and it returned over $57 million in 1984 money at the box office worldwide. 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 Prestige. Yeah, that's a, a lot. Not a little bit of money, but in fact, a lot of money. A whole gang of it. Yeah, and I think I saw something like... When I was looking at the franchise page on Wikipedia today, it's like over $480 million oh, yeah. that the Once Nightmare on Street like franchise has just... made for New Line Cinema, <coughs> yeah. which is just fucking wild. So um, it is very interesting the way Wes Craven came up for the idea of this movie because it is not based on a true story, but it is based on real-life events that inspired him to come up with this story, which I'm sure both of you guys... Hold on a second. May have heard a variation. You're of the telling story. me yes. that 
No one came through people's murdered them. I'm telling no, you that. Yes, sure that's correct. That is a fact. Uh, so Wes Craven first came up with the basic idea for the movie from a series of articles in the L.A. Times over a three-year period about a group of, group of Southeast Asian refugees from Hamong, which I believe is in Vietnam, I'm not sure, uh, several of whom died in the throes of horrific nightmare. The group had come to the United States to escape the murderous reign of Pol Pot, and within a year of arriving, three men had died all in similar situations. The young, otherwise healthy man would uh, have a nightmare and refuse to sleep for as long as he could. And when he finally fell asleep from exhaustion, he awoke screaming and then died. Uh, the autopsy results revealed that they had not died from heart failure, but had simply just died. It was this inability to find a cause of death that intrigued Wes Craven so much, uh, and authorities, or medical authorities, medical authorities, I should say, have since called this phenomenon the Asian Death Syndrome, which seems a little dated. Yeah. Uh, a variant of sudden, unexpected death syndrome, SUDS. You may have heard of SIDS, the sudden infant death syndrome. This is SUDS. So, yeah, that's where the inspiration for this movie came from. shadow people. Maybe I mean, you've, you've, you've seen the nightmare, right? And we've the, talked the about whole, we've yeah. talked about shadow people in the nightmare before, for sure. And uh, honestly, like night terrors, I would not rule out as a reason for that. Maybe heart, this have yeah. a heart attack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you said that there wasn't a heart attack. They said it wasn't that. No it was heart just, attacks. Just died. Yeah, just died. Yep. That was the same thing with the Wild. nightmare. Like just Pretty crazy. very healthy young college adults, and they just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, dreams can be a powerful yeah. thing, right. and uh, yeah, it's it's wild. This is is based in some level of uh, real life events. Uh, the inspiration for the character of Freddy Krueger came from several sources in Wes Craven's childhood, which I'm sure you guys may have heard of some of these things. Well, maybe our listeners have not. Uh, so there, there was actually a guy named Fred Krueger that was a schoolmate of Wes Craven's when he was growing up. Uh, they shared a paper route. Apparently, Fred Krueger bullied Wes Craven when they were growing up. Uh, and actually, in The Last House on the Left which was made a yeah. full 12 years earlier. Uh, Wes Craven also uses experience as an inspiration. Uh, the villain is named Krug. That movie, or one of the films. That's a fucking scary dude. It should be yep. Freddy K. Uger. <laughs> K. Uger, K. Uger. Uh, the burns that Freddy Krueger has in the movie came from a man with severe burn scars, uh, with basically Wes Craven saw as a kid, was terrified for the rest of his life. And uh, Freddy's attire, the iconic red and green sweater, <laughs> the dirty clothes, the dirty hat, which is just wild to think about, it, was inspired by an quote-unquote alcoholic hobo that Wes Craven saw staring at him through his window one day when he was 10 years old. I mean, that would scare me. Me as well, yes. So, I, I don't blame him for that. Yeah, kind of wild. Interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. intense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, we talked about this a little bit, but in the original script, Freddy was supposed to be a child molester. However, the decision was made to change him into being a child murderer to avoid accusations of exploiting a series of child molestations in California around the time of production and in the 2010 remake starring Jackie Earl Haley. He was rewritten as a child molester. Uh, the, the, uh, Freddy's iconic weapon, obviously, the glove, the knife glove. Uh, that was a the idea behind that was a practical one on Wes Craven's part as he wanted to give the character a unique weapon, but also something could be made cheaply and wouldn't be difficult to use or transport. So at the time, he was studying primal fears. Seems like a Wes Craven type of thing to do, right? The primal fears of people. And apparently embedded in the subconscious of people of all cultures, uh, people are afraid of attacks of animal claws. Yeah. So that's where he got this idea from. He saw his uh, cat one day unsheathe its claws. So when you go home to Seven tonight, Andrew, think of, uh, you know, Freddy Krueger when Seven unsheathes her claws into the, uh, you know, the couch to... 
fluff up wherever she's laying. And uh, the two concepts, two concepts, concepts merged. And although in the original script, I guess the blades were fishing knives, not steak knives, which I feel like wouldn't have been as scary. There's that. Cool. Those were steak knives? They were steak knives. I feel her. like fishing knives would be Maybe scary. Maybe like steak cutting knives, like not like actual like butcher knives, yeah. but like steak. Like a deep boning knife? Yeah, maybe. Something like that. I think that would be the vibe. Yeah, probably. So yeah, uh, real life inspirations and real life things for Freddy Krueger. And Pretty good. And Nightmare on Elm Street himself. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, do you guys want to hear about some cast, potential casting replacements? For the three main characters in this movie, and by three main characters, I mean Freddy Krueger, uh, Nancy Thompson, and Glenn, whatever Johnny Depp's character's last name was. Glenn Glenderson. Glenn Glenderson. Glenn yeah, Glenn Glenderson works for me. Um, so the guy that was originally supposed to play Freddy was uh, an actor named David Warner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember him the most from Titanic. He is Billy Zane's like right hand henchman who uh, handcuffs DiCaprio to the pipe. In Titanic, huh. when the ship's going down, he's been in a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, I know the name. I'm trying to like put a base of the name. Uh, but it, basically, he was he was cast to play Freddy, and they did makeup tests, but he had to drop out due to, due to a scheduling conflict, so that didn't happen. Is the guy here? Um, if you if you yeah if, if, if you if you Google you know David Warner and you see his picture, you'd be like, oh yeah, I know yeah. that guy. Yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, Kane Hodder was considered, uh, who Ooh, obviously went on to go different. play Jason Voorhees. Uh, and obviously it went to Robert England. Oh, he was in Time Bandits? <laughs> that was <laughs> another that movie you fucking love. awesome. Yeah, one of your favorites. Oh, Tron? Yeah, I know who. He was, yeah, he's a huge actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course, David Warner. He would have been a good Freddy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So for Nancy, Wes Craven said he wanted somebody very non-Hollywood, and he believed that Heather Langenkamp, who ultimately got the role, she beat out over 200 actresses for this role, wow. uh, fit the bill. And uh, some of the actresses, some of the biggest name actresses at the time that were considered for this role, reportedly uh, Demi Moore, Courtney Cox, Tracy Gold, who played uh, what was it, Carol Seaver in Growing Pains, Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing. So there were a lot of wow. big name actresses that were up for this role. Ultimately, went to Heather Langenkamp. Obviously, an iconic role for her, probably the most iconic role of her career, right? And I feel like part of the the, the reason that this movie works so well is she's great as that role of Nancy. She's mm-hmm. a good final girl. Yeah. yeah. Right. She's very good. She's almost annoying she, to a point, but she's also still <laughs> strong and independent. Well, she like channels her inner yeah. like fucking Kevin McAllister. Yeah, she does and, exactly like, when she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for you, Frank. Yeah, yeah, come get it, that. bitch. Yeah, that's yeah. like, I was like, oh, wow, they really do that. And yeah. she's just burning him the whole time. Yeah, she fucks his shit up. I think it's wild that they're supposed to be 15 years old, but that. Yeah, for sure. I was like, how old are you? 15? They're supposed to be 15. Yeah, because they were like, yeah, like at the funeral, whatever. There was a part where Tina's 15 years old. I'm like, I feel oh, weird I about that scene like now. Maybe seniors in high school. No, they were 15. That guy Rod is supposed to be 15. <laughs> well, maybe he's dude. not 15, but Tina was definitely he's 17. Rod Lane. That guy was a fucking <laughs> cocksucker. Yeah, Rod, Rod, that guy's the Rod's worst. a little. Uh, Rob's a little problematic. Uh, he's yeah. very. He's very. He was Eddie Munson. Definitely the Eddie. I would say one of the inspirations for the Eddie Munson character in Street, yeah. Season oh, Four of Stranger Things, for sure. He was the worst. Yeah. That guy was a fucking chode. <laughs> what's um oh my god what's his girlfriend's name Fuck. Tina, Tina. Yeah. hey Tina I woke up with a hard on this morning and yeah. had your name written all over it that was like the first 10 minutes of the movie <laughs> yeah she's like I don't think you could fit that many letters on it or something I was like Jesus. yeah she roasted him in his, uh, yeah, roast. yeah, yeah, roasted him yeah definitely only four letters dude yeah he was probably yeah. like a f- sixth year senior too he was probably like 20 
and she was 15. Oh, he looked yeah. way older than the rest of them, for sure. Um, and then obviously this character of Glenn. Uh, obviously Johnny Depp's first film role. Um, you know, obviously Johnny Depp. Say what you will about him, a pretty iconic actor. Has, uh, you know, won a couple Academy Awards, been nominated for a bunch. Pretty famous. Um, pretty famous in the news over the last year for varying other reasons. Uh, but basically was an unknown when he was cast in this movie. And he actually, fun fact, went to the audition for Nightmare on Elm Street with Jackie Earl Haley. Oh, really? They were friends at the time. And obviously Jackie or Jackie Earl Haley would go on to be cast as Freddy Krueger in the 2010 remake. And uh, one of the reasons that Johnny Depp ended up getting cast in this movie was uh, basically because Wes Craven's daughter said that he was dreamy and threatened to run away from home oh, really? <laughs> if, she, if Wes Craven didn't cast Johnny Depp in this movie. So maybe there was a real fear of uh, Wes Craven's daughter running away from home and he thought this is the best way to remedy that situation. I don't know for sure. Um, some of the other actors, though, that were considered for this role, much more famous than uh, Johnny Depp at the time. John Cusack, Brad Pitt, Kiefer Sutherland, Nicolas Cage, C. Thomas Howell, all rumored to be in the running for the role of Glenn. E. Thomas Howell? Yes. C. Yeah. Tom, why do I know that? Uh, the Outsiders, it'd it been in a ton of 80s shit. You've yeah. known yourself, <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, let's see. Any thoughts on any of that, you guys? Um, I mean, the, the casting was fine for I mean again it's like a slash movie I'm not gonna have any issues with it unless it's really bad well yeah like the kids are they do their part the parents are fucking awful wicked weird like the mom's like weird like alcoholic like first off why is she saving his knives in the why is she on fire in the bed (laughs) sinking into it yep that's definitely a little strange (laughs) Um, so I did read uh, when I was researching this that Wes Craven almost wanted the parents to seem kind of like mini villains they kind of were because the, he wanted the sense of iso- isolation for the kids yeah, to feel like, like you know no more prominent like and how I mean I understand because of movie but you're never getting all those bars installed on a house that is in like the absolutely same outrageous yeah there's no fucking way yeah. no no shot and then and, wait, the you, stupid you, cop standing outside, maybe I should get the lieutenant. Yeah, she's screaming and breaking glass. I think regardless of what you think she is, maybe she's insane, you might want to get her dad. Yeah. Well, you'd it was like you'd think the dad in the movie was handed like a different script. Yeah. Like he just like is not in a horror movie. He's just yeah. like a fucking a serious dick. dickhead. Yeah, like, yeah. Dick. I know I love like, it. Child, he th- it seems like he's playing in like a cop drama. And it's just, it's wicked funny, like, that contrast. But the end, there's a scene at the end, the very end of the movie, when they get in the car and, like, everything's all better. And, like, the mom's like, <laughs> she's like, you know what? I'm going to quit drinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just sick of it. It's I'm just, just like, giving it okay. up. Yeah, like, it's that easy, right? Yep. <laughs> and okay. then she fucking, like, she gets pulled through, like, the little window. Yeah, it's like if, the Jason. Dude, if you pause that when that happens, it oh, is literally up. a, like, <laughs> blow-up sex doll. Yeah. Oh, wait, she goes through that window okay. so fast and turns into, like, air. It's like, <laughs> Dude, I'm serious. When you do it, like, it's like you can see the, like, it's a blow-up sex doll. It's mad funny. And get that budget in. Yeah, they just were like, fuck, we got like 40 bucks. They used like that very, like that was the same one ending in uh, Jason, like Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. And I think they did that in Fantasm Well, the ending of Friday the 13th when he comes out of the lake. Yeah. That's a good fucking jump scare. That that was legit. But they were trying trying to play on that same. 
scary. Yeah, but that one was scary. This was just, this like, was just like weird. Corny. Yeah. One in Phantasm was good too, like in the, in the bed. <laughs> that one they, yeah. I'm yes. telling you, there's yeah. plenty of like his scoff. Like scoff and the Phantasm. But no, I, no, obviously, of, uh, no, we're scoffing because you bring up Phantasm every 35 seconds. Because That's the reason. Uh, it gets no love. That's why. Well, I know. Well, I know. when he brought up the, the, the tall man and the, the slasher countdown. <laughs> Just that was a little me and Mike literally, like, subconsciously yeah. just been oh like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know it's technically not a slap. It's not. He's that a is. villain. But he's a great villain. He's yes. one of the tallest Great villains. Villain. Yes. Probably. One of the greatest villains that yeah. squints with one eye open. Yes. Boy. Boy. Uh, let's see. So Freddy Krueger also, by the way, been featured at 13 different haunted houses uh, at Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando, Hollywood, and Japan. So uh, it turns out that if you've been to a Halloween Horror Nights... You've Any year, you've probably seen Freddy Krueger in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Because he's been there a lot. Guys, uh, that's what I have for notes here on A Nightmare on Elm Street. Anything further you guys want to contribute before we wrap this up? There's a few good sequels, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you talk about those a little bit? I like two, and th- I own all of them, and I've seen all of them a handful of times. Um, it's just one of those, like, every once in a while I'll have, like, a day off, and I'm just like, it's like a rainy day. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to fucking smash through these movies again. Two is great. I think two is the most in, is the scariest that Freddy gets mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like visual and just he's the most sinister. He's trying to possess that kid. Um, How do three, they segue into each other? Does one segue into two or is it no, just completely totally okay. off? Because at the like, end of that movie, like I was kind of like, so what happened? Still in a dream? Like, well, it's supposed to, to take place like <sighs> years later, but it like very clearly is still like 1985. Okay. Um, <laughs> but. The uh, the third one, Dream Warriors, is the sh- that movie's fucking mm. rad, dude. The that's movie's when, awesome. That's, that's when one of my Freddy starts scene, to yeah. kind of get a little more characterized, but it's still the kills are fucking insane. The story is great. You have Nancy coming back, um, which Heather Langenkamp like reprises that role, and she reprises the role of herself way down the line in a new Nightmare, new Nightmare which that's, yeah, which that's, that's a, another, another great very sequel. good sequel. Yeah. yeah. In terms of like franchises this has to have some of the best sequels. held up sequels yeah i think just those two alone three three and new nightmare yeah are both i, I even like i even throw two in there too yeah two, i haven't seen yeah. two in a long time but the two i always remember three and new nightmare yeah. those are my personal favorites um you, either of you guys watched freddy's nightmares the tv show is yes. it still on tv i haven't watched no. yeah I okay. haven't watched every episode. I've probably watched a handful of them. Like, Great I, idea for a show, by the way. It's it, an it's, anthology show yeah. featuring basically... They're not all yeah. about Freddy. Yeah. It's so. kind of cool. I think it's a good idea. That's on Tubi? But he's like the host. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Some of the stories do involve Freddy in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it has a lot of his back... Like, the first episode is, like, his actual backstory. Oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. I could dig that. Yeah, definitely check it out. Super If, if you have Tubi, dude. check oh, it out. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I guess my last question before we wrap this up. Would you guys, if if someone were to continue this franchise in 2022 with it being, again, as I said, 12 years since the last movie, or even longer since that movie was a, a remake, right? What do you do with the, what do you do with the Nightmare on Elm Street? What do you do with that franchise? Do you do something completely new? Do you do a legacy sequel? Do you do something out of left oh, field? Man. What do you do? With the Freddy Luger fingers? I feel like, like in the same vein as the TV series, I don't know where you go with that. this lends itself well to an anthology. Maybe you do something like that. I have no idea. I don't know what you do, but I feel like it's been too long. Maybe it's been too long for a reason because it doesn't need to be. Yeah, it's hard to... It's, there's, it's, there's such a fine line between keeping the story... Because the story's already pretty fucking ridiculous in itself 
But there's a fine line that Wes Craven was able to kind of very, very carefully tiptoe around of keeping it, like, believable and respectable mm. and not just being fucking schlock. Yeah. Like, you know what do you mean? think about Halloween? And I don't think anyone has the capability of taking that story and fucking doing You're anything absolutely right. with it. Because I did see an article recently that Jason Blum has come out and said that he thinks he can get Robert England to play Freddy Krueger one last time. No and I want to be like, no, 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 you, need to, you need to go away. You need, you need to go away and stop. Bum house, yeah, we're good. Like, I, I appreciate his enthusiasm for horror, but stop ruining franchises. Yeah. Stop, 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 stop. Yeah, no, so if they did, like, a, a, like a prequel to, stop like, it. before he's stop ever in Freddy Krueger, yeah, like, just, just, like, that episode you were talking about, like, it's it's his origin story. That you can do. It would be cool to Outside have Outside of that, though? It, what would, what they, I think what would be even better is, like, that idea and have it play out as this whole origin story, but you don't know it's about Freddy Krueger until the fucking end. Mm. Like the way Prometheus did with Alien. Yeah. yeah. That would be fucking cool, but that takes a lot of balls to pull off, and it has to be very well done. Or you do another tie-in, like Freddy and But then, like, how do you not give away? Like, the, like, you know what I mean? So Yeah, I mean, I feel like... Oh, he's dead, though. With worries. the marketing alone, they would need to market it and advertise it as a, as a Nightmare on Elm Street movie they would have to they would have to put it as part of the franchise so i, I feel like they would never do it but it's a great idea i, I mean maybe unless you kind of have people just be like yo you gotta go mm. like that's kind of what happened with prometheus when that came out i was like oh this just looks like a regular cool sci-fi alien movie yeah it was, and it then wasn't, i was it like, wasn't like whoa dude an alien movie. i was like that that's a fucking awesome. xenomorph <laughs> yep yes it is yeah that movie's underrated i don't care what anyone says fucking rocks movie. same with alien covenant we've talked about that plenty of oh yeah for sure too. Alien covenant's awesome all right, gentlemen, I must uh, say it's time for us to wrap this up as uh, my, unfortunately, my laptop is running out of battery. So right, we're running out of borrowed time here. So good evening. Uh, <laughs> yes, so uh, good talk tonight on A Nightmare on Elm Street. Who knows, maybe we'll come back and talk about a couple of these sequels because now I have the itch to watch a couple Sequel more of these sequels draft. coming up. Sequel draft. That would be a really good one to do. We should do that. Um, anyway, so, uh, listeners, if you are listening to this podcast right now, guess what? Next week, wherever you're listening to it, we'll be there again on the same podcast platform. But if you're looking for a new podcast platform, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you may get your podcasts. Probably a bunch of places I don't even know about. And once again, I have been joined by my fellow esteemed co-hosts, Matt and Andrew, for this enlightening discussion about A Nightmare on Elm Street. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your contributions. Mm. And good I evening. say to you both, good evening. Uh, good evening. Good evening. Good Adios, evening. muchachos. Goodbye. Adios, muchachos. See you in hell. And bye. Peace out, bitch. <laughs> bitch! <laughs>